Welcome to the JMAC Tries Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the JMAC Tries Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and today's episode number 25. Pretty cool milestone for me. I made it this far, and uh, hopefully there's a lot more to go. So uh, pretty cool guest coming your way today. You know her on Instagram as Iron. Tarsh, yes, she is Natasha Tremaine, that bubbly, always smiling, always wearing extremely colorful clothing, amazing Ironman athlete, eight-time Ironman finisher, uh, travels the world to race. She calls herself a chick who loves to race. She just loves to travel all over the place, meeting people that she is uh, knows on Instagram, traveling with her husband, and just going all over the world to have a good time. And in between training and racing she also has her own clothing line her own cycling line that could be seen on pros such as lucy charles and her clothing line is called stomp the pedal and it's bright and it's colorful and it's really cool and really stands out and she's having a great time with that and it's it's pretty successful as well so just a fun conversation with tarsh and uh, i truly had a great time talking with her and i hope you enjoy our conversation before we get into it a couple housekeeping items so bear with me number one the audio quality on this conversation is a little off we had some difficulty i don't know if it's because of an international call but there was some overlap between our voices and a couple times it sounds like i'm cutting her off and i promise you i wasn't that rude so bear with it it's a great conversation and i didn't want to re-record it so i left it as is and edit it as best i can Number two, I want to thank everybody out there that's listening and sharing and giving me five stars and awesome comments on Apple, uh, what's it called? Apple Podcasts <laughs> or iTunes. So thank you for that. I truly appreciate it. And thank you to Zane Cycles for being a big supporter of my pod and my triathlon season. You know how to find them at Zane Cycles on Instagram and Zanes.com. And finally, hopefully you're still listening to this. Have some cool news coming up next week. Um, I'm going to do two things. Number one is I'm starting a collaboration or two with some other badass triathletes out there that are doing some really cool creative stuff. And um, nothing's finalized yet. But some early stage talks with other triathletes, doing some collaborations with my podcast and some projects they're working on and co-branding them together. So stay tuned for that. And next week, I'm going to be dropping my first solo podcast called The Weekly Warm-Up. And the goal is to get it out there at the beginning of the week, kind of warm you up for the week, but also give you about 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes of my insight for what's going on in my life and what's going on out there in the world of triathlon, specific to my racing and training and working with a coach and nutrition. And I'm getting a lot of questions from you guys, and I just want to get them answered. And if I don't answer them directly, 
I'm going to have answers from people that actually know what they're talking about. So stay tuned for that. It's called weekly warm up. And the goal is to have it be about 20, 30 minutes, just enough time for you to listen to on the trainer or out in your run for the warm up portion of your workout. And then you could move on to either your favorite music or a better conversation on my podcast or another cool podcast that's out there. So look out for that. Uh, follow me on Instagram, jmac underscore tries for more information about that. All right. That's all I have for you today on the housekeeping items. Without further ado, Iron Tarsh, Natasha Tremaine. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Oh, good. I'm excited to have you. I think, <laughs> you know, we were chatting offline. The coolest thing about doing this is I get to actually put a, a voice to a person's Instagram face. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and you're my first international call. So kudos Ooh. to that. <laughs> Check me out. That's cool. <laughs> You've got an Aussie living in London talking to someone in the US. Don't you just love technology? I know. Think about that. Ten years ago, this would never even be possible. Oh, my God. Yes, that is so true. And uh, I don't know how long you've been doing triathlons, but, you know, I, I've been doing this 12 years now. And I knew nobody except the people I raced against locally. And then fast forward to, you know, four years ago. And now I know basically everybody around the world that does triathlons. Oh, my God. Yeah, actually, you're right. Even even the tech that we can use now is completely progressed as well since I started. And that was only a few years ago as well. Yeah, so let's let's go through that. How long ago have you been doing triathlons? Because you're right around my age. You're um, I'm 43. You're a couple of years younger than me. Yeah, so I turned 41 in a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. And... I got in my first my first go at triathlon and I didn't even know how to swim, bike or run. I used to be like in the gym pumping weight, but I gave um, myself a chance at a super sprint, um, a corporate super sprint event in Melbourne, Australia. And then um, I'm like, oh, this could be fun. <laughs> Learn how to ride a bike, etc., and do the whole clip in, clip out, etc. cetera. Um, and then fast forward to like when I moved to the UK in 2008, I had my bike sent over with me on a ship, but I didn't really pick it up. I didn't really pick it up again until like 2010. And even then I was just relearning how to do everything. I would say 2012 is when I really started to put some effort. So you had no background of swimming or biking or running. You were just a gym rat. Oh my God. Yep. I had my first, like the guy that was teaching us how to do a triathlon for the company I worked for at the time he literally carried me and sort of dropped me in the sea and said, swim. <laughs> it, and, and this is in Australia? Yeah, yeah. And that's no joke swimming out there. No, you definitely swim in the surf with jellyfish, everything. I think that's what freaked me out. I spent um, ages just trying to, to make my way to the pylon, which was about maybe, I don't know, maybe 800 metres out from the like sand beachfront. So... Yeah. Oh, oh my God. So then you kind of put it on the back burner until you get, you got to the UK and then what made you pick it back up again? Uh, well, I got out of a really crappy relationship and I thought, you know what, I think I'm going to find something else to do <laughs> and just give boys the flick. Um, so I joined uh, a local triathlon club in the Surrey area near where I lived in Richmond in the UK. And, um, 
I discovered that they were, were one of the largest and also one of the most original, like one of the original triathlon clubs in Surrey. Um, and yeah, I just, that was it. Once I joined them, I started to get to know people and then I learned, relearned how to sort of swim and, and bike and running. Well, I, I say I run, I'm still learning how to run. <laughs> is the triathlon scene in England or in London, is it big or what's it like? It's massive over here, and I, I actually I think it's really it's a really friendly um, it's a really friendly community. Like we don't really have people that are mean to each other or anything like that. We're sort of very helpful to one another. There's none of this tall poppy syndrome kind of <laughs> kind of thing. And I, and are you? So I know the only thing I know about England is um, everything I, I, I ride on Zwift and um, yeah. <laughs> I started watching the crown. So that's about my only exposure. I've never been over there, but what's it like? <laughs> and that's a great series, by the way. So um, what is it like to, uh, to train over there? Um, okay. So we do, it, it is cold. Yep. <laughs> a lot here, um, and it does get wet and, um, you know, I, most people will probably think I'm a bit soft, but now that we've got Zwift and I've got a really cool uh, Tax Neo, I actually find the trainer really quite useful. And I won't go out um, on the roads here too much unless I'm like going to Mallorca or it's really spring or summer. Um, just because the roads are pretty crap out here sometimes with potholes and the cars are not that nice, but they're much nicer to us over here than they are in like Melbourne, for example. And um, what was I going to say? So so you guys have a spring and a summer. Does it get hot out there? Uh, not the kind of hot that we're used to, although it's a different kind of heat. So in Australia, you will cop a 36-degree day and it will be really hot and humid and, and you'll feel it. Over here, it can get to 25 and it's hot. Um, it's, it's a, it's a different kind of heat, but the, the moment the sun's out over here, everyone's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. So I'm in Connecticut and it sounds like it's, it's like our weather. We have miserable winters and mm -hmm. we're technically in spring, but it's been snowing every day since we've had spring. So, right. <laughs> um, me, me too. I'm a big Zwift user. And in fact, just had Jordan rap and the guys at Zwift on my podcast. And, but they're, yeah. they're based out of London, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think they have uh, offices out here. Like I know a friend of mine um, it works very closely with uh, Zwift. I think they're also in California. Yeah, Jordan in California. But Eric Min, the founder, I think is in London, or maybe that's just where he was born. Um, oh, okay, okay. But, but it is great. I think it's a brilliant tool. Yeah, isn't it amazing? I mean, this is so again, this goes back to just the technology that we get to play with. Um, you know, 10, 12 years ago, you just had a boring trainer and you're watching mm. TV or you're doing spinner roll videos or DVDs. And yep. now we get to go out there and, and ride the streets of London and, and the and the hills and, and go out there with people like yourself who are, you know, six or seven <laughs> hours away. It's just so cool. I know it's quite cool, actually, especially when um, over the Christmas New Year period, I did um, like a little challenge. Usually Rafa does this outdoor challenge where you ride 500 kilometres over, I think it's eight days. 
And so I set a challenge out to my friends and stuff to do like 500 kilometers on the trainer. And I think, (laughs) I think if I didn't have Zwift, I would have gone mental, but I loved it. Like it was great. And I, and people that were located in areas like Canada, Sweden, um, those in the UK, Scotland, Wales, they all got on board because they knew they couldn't go outside because we had some really bad weather here. Yeah, I think to your point, I mean, I don't know how the heck I did it before indoor trainer because he, but I, on the flip side, it's, it's made me, I'll use your word, it's made me kind of soft as well. <laughs> like unless it's 80 degrees and perfectly sunny day, I'd rather just be in my trainer uh, on Zwift. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And also I think my, um, I, I coach, the, the coaching method that I use is Trisato. And, you know, since doing work with him and his team, like the, the trainer just is, for me, I think it's just a great tool. And I use it probably, I use it definitely all year round. Um, and also because I work full time, it's, uh, yeah, it's I mean, convenient. Right. If you want to go out on a bike ride, it takes me, it takes me 30 minutes just to get ready to go out on a, on a bike ride. You know, and that's just getting out the door. Um, <laughs> but on the trainer, you just need to yeah. fire up the laptop and hop on your bike, get some water, turn the fan on, and you get going. Yeah, so that's what exactly do you, right. So let's, so let's talk. Let's just stay on this triathlon path. So I pulled up on Instagram. Are you an eight-time okay. Ironman finisher? Yes, I've done eight and I have finished all eight. And what's on the docket for 2018? So I'm, I'm a little bit crazy. I actually, I really love to race. So <laughs> I've got um, Challenge Rome in April 15. And then I've got uh, three Ironmans, July, August and September. So Ironman UK. Ironman Kalmar in Sweden, and then Ironman. Holy Italy, crap! So you, <laughs> which I can't. Like. You totally love to race. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look, I, you know what it is. I'm I'm not fast. I don't try to be fast. I don't. Um, I don't try to sort of win my age group or anything like that. I just love going out there, challenging myself, doing something different to what I used to do in the past, and I just love the community and I love meeting. Um, people that I know through Instagram or through Facebook or just, I, I just love that part of it. So yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, do love I to mean, race. that's a great point, right? <laughs> so racing, it's such a solo sport, such an isolated sport. Yet when you race day or race week or race yeah. weekend, it just brings all of us together in this awesome community. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I think the, I was kind of going through some just some bullet points to, to chat with you about. Obviously, we've never not obviously we've never met, but I think I first started following you on Instagram when you were out in Kona last year, and you were collecting oh my God, trucker yes. hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so in so that was yeah. twenty what that was twenty seventeen. So twenty sixteen twenty sixteen I went out to Kona. Uh, to support because I know so many people I pretty much know a big chunk of the field that races so I get to see all my friends cheer them on um, which is cool because some of them don't have family or anyone out there for them so um, it was good to get out there and then so I got I had this challenge I went you know what I love Boko gear trucker hats and um, when I'm over there I'm like oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna collect them and so I went on a challenge I challenged myself to collect as many Boko gear trucker hats I could find. 
I think I walked away with 36 <laughs> truckers. Yeah. That was in 2016. So then I'm talking to my husband and I'm like, you know what, 2017, I'm bringing out my own trucker. <laughs> um, and so I did. Last year I handed I'll out my own yeah, trucker. So, so that was through your company, Stomp the Pedal. So, yeah, so yeah, tell yeah, me about yeah. Stomp the Pedal and then how did it trans- transition into the trucker hat out in Kona? Okay, so Stomp the Pedal, um, so the whole having my own cycle kit brand one day in the future was always a dream. Um, basically, I love cycle kit. I love the designs. I love the prints. Um, and, I, and I was spending quite a lot on them. And then also when I was out on camp with Brett, um, he sort of, we were looking at my cycling and, and he said to me, you know, you need to use your <laughs> weapons. And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, your legs your thighs, your butt, that's that's your nuclear weapons. I want you to go out there and I want you to just stomp the pedal. And I'm like, oh, my God, okay, I'm going to go do that. And so just those simple words, I went out and I just smashed myself. And then he's like, right, that's exactly what you need to do. You've got power. You've got to use them. So then when I was thinking of my brand name, the whole stomp the pedal resonated with me so much that I went, I'm going to call my brand stomp the pedal. Um because it's just a powerful and cool name. And then I worked with a girl in Melbourne, uh, sorry, in Australia, and we worked out uh, the logo. And then, yeah, I decided that I knew I was going to Kona in 2017 and I was going to be hanging out with my Betty sisters. So I decided I'm just going to take out uh, two, a signature trucker and a Kona edition and, yeah, try and sell them out there. And I basically sold Yeah, out. well, I think it's funny because when I saw you out there, I saw your logo and I'm like, that's so cool. So I went on your website to go buy one and they were all sold out um, at the time. So good for you. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. So I'm working now on, um, I'm working on a few designs at the moment. uh, And you and I were chatting. So, I mean, uh, so you and I both, this is, I don't podcast for a living. You don't do, (laughs) you're not a professional cyclist or athlete, but so this is, this is kind of your side gig, this company. But you're putting a lot yeah, of ta- yeah. yeah passion. You're putting a lot passion. of time and effort and energy into it. And how's it working out for you? Yeah, it's good. I mean, um, I always said that I wanted to go global, and um, and it is. It's it is legitimately a global brand. I've got people wearing the kit in Australia, in New Zealand, in Canada. Uh, I've got them in Swiss and Finland. Um, Wales, like it's it's everywhere. So I, I'm really proud of it. And in, I only decided to launch in August last year after my husband got diagnosed with cancer. And in that time, I've managed to launch, um, I think, eight jerseys, eight in total, a Gatsby collection, and um, and my do you do all the designing yourself? Yeah. So I um, so there's a, I look at lots of prints and patterns um i scour the websites as in like you know pinterest and i look for inspiration and then i work alongside my manufacturer and we put a lot of my ideas and he does a lot of my work sure. for me because i can't do it all so i i <laughs> i employ someone who's really good at that stuff and then i work on the the promotion and the marketing and, and- and it's funny because you're, I mean, when I found you on Instagram, I'm like, I got to get you on my show. I could just tell your personality is just 
you're just out there. You always have a smile on your face and you're always just so positive. And I know you guys are going through some, some, some rough patches in your life, but you always find some positivity. Um, and it seems like it carries over into your clothing and, and your jerseys and your, and your kits. I love the colors and they're just so vibrant and, and exciting. Thank and you. Do you have any sort of background in design or anything or just, just more of a passion? No, it's a passion. And I think after spending like <laughs> over 20 grand on everybody else's kit, um, I think also I just got an eye for like, I think I look at stuff and I think, oh my God, that would look so good. And I take it, I, I don't want to be the same as everybody else. Um, I don't want to be like mm-hmm. simple lines or dots or any of that kind of stuff. I actually want to bring some print some cool prints. Like um, my next collection, I worked with a a watercolour artist. Um, And so I'm excited to bring that next in the summer collection. So I I, I sort of, I work on talent that I've got. And then if I don't have it, I'll seek it out. That's awesome. And so that's, um, so it's on Instagram, it's Stomp the Pedal. And is the website the same, stompthepedal.com? Uh, stumpthepedal.co, yeah. And then because you have nothing else going on in your life, you and your husband also have a, a race team. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so when my husband and I were courting from opposite sides of the world, um, in 2014, uh, within about, I don't know, three or four months, we decided to create a race team called Possibility Race Team, and it focused it focuses on grassroots athletes. And also, you know, anyone can join. Uh, it's like a one-one membership offering, and it's it's about just giving people the opportunity, a community. So, if they, an online community. So, if you've got your own coach, um, and and you you know you're you sort of work full time, and you don't get to go to squad sessions and all that kind of stuff, it's a community, a global community that you can join, and you share stories, and you try and match up if you can, at races. Um, in England, we try and catch up and do like one race a year. Um, when we were in Australia, we did, uh, we caught up and did a race together as a team. Um, and then this year, we've got quite a few of our team members in Melbourne doing, uh, in Australia, doing Ironman Australia. And some of them are doing it for the first time. So these are people that are just, you know, they have their own lives, but they can't sort of be part of like, a proper tri team where they're out doing squad sessions and stuff. So it gives that's them a awesome. And, and how many um, members have are on this team? Uh, so we've got sixty-two athletes uh, across the globe. In um, we've got in Switzerland, uh, yeah, Switzerland, USA. Wow! Australia so you're global with your clothing and global with your with your tri team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it helped that my husband and I travelled as well for like eighteen months after we got married. So we got to meet people at races and then they got to meet us and then they just, they looked into it and they sort of loved the whole um, idea behind it. And then, yeah, they just got on board. Basically, we're a team where people can be as involved as they like or as not, or not. They're not, they're not, they don't have to race in our kit. They don't have to, they don't have to actually do anything if they don't want to. They, it's, it's totally up to them. I love it. It's just like an all-inclusive community. And it's just bringing people together virtually and then, uh, and then yeah. at races as well. So yeah. you, um, 
you, I, you know, it's funny. I was going to ask you, you mentioned all the races you're doing this year and it, none of them except for one is, is local. So you travel all over the world for all your races. Yeah, I think it's a great, I think this is what I love about triathlon, right? You can literally, so I call it destination racing. I think, you know what, um, I'm doing one local race and that's Ironman UK, which I'm a bit scared <laughs> of. But... Is it a location? <laughs> is it kind of just a bad area or? Um, it's yeah. a it's a tough one. Like it's a tough um, bike, and I think sometimes I sometimes don't believe in my ability, and then I just sort of you know do my head in, and then I get out there and I forget everything. But um, Ironman UK is one of the local ones. But I just think with triathlon, it's fantastic that you can travel anywhere. So I choose to travel as much as I can to locations that I've not been in. And I mean, doing 180k on the bike in a place that you've never been—what a great way to see! <laughs> great way to see the yeah, country. Yeah, exactly. You get to see all parts of it. You get to swim in the local waters. You get to ride the countryside, and then and then yeah. run and see all the local people. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, I I'm a destination racer. And will you be going out to Kona again this year to cheer people on? Yeah. So I mean, like through this every year i the first time i went out was 2014 so i've been 2014 15 16 and 17 i love it and then every year i go oh i don't think i'll go and then i get to like two weeks before and i'm like oh my god i'm just gonna go um but i think the, <laughs> i think this year we might not go um just because i want to focus more on spending that kind of money on my brand and doing product development and stuff like that so I probably will launch a Kona collection. I just won't be in Kona. That's, so, so how, I'm know. just trying to conceptualize this. So again, you and I are both in finance. So we have a lot of stuff going on in our lives. And yeah. how much time do you have to spend yeah. on your, on your, on Stomp the Pedal? Right. So this is where being a business analyst <laughs> right. comes in really good. <laughs> comes in handy. Um, my commute into the office and my commute home, I do a lot of like uh, on my phone, I just sort of do a lot of writing. I, I log down all my ideas and um, I sort of conceptualise stuff to and from work. Then within like outside of training, I'll sort of, I've got an office that I can lock myself in and do some work in there as well. So I just, I just, I'm very organized and very planned. Yeah, yeah, I think that's just the personality of a triathlete anyways, because then you have to put in all your training as well. Yes. And when do you get most of your yes. training? And I know I stand between you and a Zwift ride. So, so you ride, <laughs> but when do you get your swimming in? Is it any of it in the morning before work? Um, so I've been really cheeky of late. I haven't okay. really been swimming. <laughs> um, which is, which is not great. Um, it's just at the moment, swimming in the pools here is, is not good for my sinuses. And I end up getting unwell and not being able to sleep properly, which then affects the rest of my training. So my husband, because he's coaching me at the moment, he focuses on getting me stronger on the bike. And at the moment, we're working on getting me stronger on the, um, in the run area. Um, and with the swimming, as soon as the weather gets better, the moment the lakes open here, I'll be able to go swim outside. So I'm pretty sure he'll have me swimming this weekend, but I swim in a 20-metre okay. pool as well. So can you imagine 
doing big sets in a 20 meter pool, yeah, you're no, going to be I got bored. You. No, I understand. You know, so far, it's, it's just like being out here on the East Coast in the United States. It's just, it's a miserable winter. And even you mm. don't want to get into the pool in January when it's three degrees outside or, you know, it's snowing outside. It's just so miserable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally hear you. So um, when, once the spring sort of kicks in, that daylight saving is kicked in. So realistically my swimming would occur in the mornings and then um, I work near Hyde Park. So I could get out and do a five to seven K run during my lunch and in the evenings is usually bike. So it just depends on on what he has um, got me doing, and also how busy yeah, I get at work. Yeah, that's great, and it's. I mean, that's the cool thing about the people I've had on my on my podcast is we're all just normal people trying to do everything and then fit in, you know, double digit hours a week of training. Yeah, like I, I'm not doing any more than I think 15 to 16 hours of training. Sometimes it's a little bit less. Sometimes it's a little bit more, but um. Yeah, I, I the only time I get to do my big weeks, like twenty odd hours, is if I head out to my favorite spots like Majorca or Lanzarote for a week of training. That's awesome. Outside. Yeah, and again, it's the it's the great weather that pulls us out of the doldrums of winter and gets us outside, ready to go. Yeah. All right, yeah. Guitar. So, so as we're we're finishing up here, I don't. Again, I stand between you and a Zwift ride, so I know how important that is. <laughs> But I want to end this on the one question I'm asking all my guests. Okay, so here we here we go. You ready? Okay. So in your in yeah. your years of training experience that you've learned over the past X amount of years, either on your own and through your coaches, yeah. if you could go back to your very first day of triathlon training back in Australia before your first race, what what would you tell yourself then yeah. that you know now? Um, what would I say to myself? Um, I would say, you know what? just have fun. This is not your profession. This is your passion. This is something that you've given yourself an opportunity to give yourself a go at it. So just enjoy every moment. Um, and if, you know, if you're an experienced person, I'd say consistency is key. There you have it. My conversation with Iron Tarsh. That was just a lot of fun. She's so bubbly, always smiling, always so positive. Uh, no matter what's going on in our life. So it was a really fun conversation. I hope you enjoyed it too. Cool thing is, uh, during our convo, she never mentioned something that happened last night. And she led a Zwift group workout, uh, which is very cool. So I saw her post that last night on Twitter and it was the ride was last night on Zwift. So uh, pretty cool that I'm able to drop this right after she did that group workout on Zwift. So kudos to Tarsh. And uh, if you're not following her already, you know how to follow her on Instagram. She's at Iron Tarsh. Her clothing line is at Stomp the Pedal. Give her a follow. Always smiling and um, you will have a good time. Just following her journey as she's having a good time as well. All right, everybody. As always, thank you very much for listening. Please tune in next week for another great conversation. It will be episode number 26, as well as the weekly warm-up. Until next week, this is J-Mac. You know how to find me, J-Mac underscore tries. See ya.